Uh, welcome to Sophia's Choice, the podcast equivalent to a lump of coal. <laughs> My name's Brent, and since I'm telling you about this upcoming podcast, I guess I'm the ghost of Christmas future. Alan will be providing the recap of what happened during this episode of the Golden Palace, so I suppose that makes him the ghost of Christmas past. Fair enough, yeah. And Ski will be the ghost of Christmas present, mainly because of his tiny Tim. <laughs> I bet Ski does have a gimpy leg, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And a little crutch yeah. <laughs> that he rests his Rumpelstiltskin on. <laughs> uh, so because this is our last Christmas-themed episode, we're going to go all out. In addition to Alan's recap... We're also going to gift you our nominations for MVP, and if you're on the good list, provide you with the number of slices of cheesecake we'd award this episode. Of course, if you're on the bad list, we'll forego all of that and just use the time to play you clips from Season 1, Episode 20. (laughs) I don't know. I think that uh, I'd give that to both sides of the list. Okay. (laughs) So... All right, well, um, before I jump into the episode, do you guys want to hear a couple quick listener interactions? Yes, please. I do indeed. Okay. Yes. So both of these are someone who is very near and dear to my heart, um, Sherry. Oh, nice. So I guess she, she was a little behind. And Sherry, she, your wife? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> um, she was a bit behind, but is... Uh, his life, his love, his <laughs> third <us>. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, uh, I think, was getting through Season 7, Episode 24, Home Again, Rose, Part 2. Nice. So she's uh, she's making her way back up. Yeah. Um, but she said that she's uh, listening to the part where Alan is calling Brent out for making it about him. <laughs> I, I believe that she, she talked to us a little bit about that earlier. I believe it's just that, you know, Brent making jokes that are for himself more than they are for anybody right, else. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. They all, I think. I enjoy them quite a bit. Oh, yeah, so do I. You can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> and if our ratings Says approve the anything, the it's yeah. that we can't please anyone. <laughs> we please very few. Exactly. <laughs> and most of the time, I don't even know if we please ourselves. But <laughs> Speak for yourself. I Ski's like pleasing himself right now. Yeah. <laughs> We get a lot of laughter. I mean, well, on this side of the table, there's a lot of frustration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with the staff. Uh, yeah. Just because your balls are blue doesn't mean his have to be. <laughs> right. Well, Ski just was very apt. He said that the frustration is with the staff. <laughs> <laughs> Double entendre. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Very good. Well, Sherry also commented that uh, she loves the comments that Brent sneaks in, like hey. Brian Knuckleman rolling over in his grave. Who? Brian Knuckleman? Knuckleman. <laughs> I, I don't know. I may, have, I may have had a little nasaliness there. It's so late. <laughs> We're not supposed to be recording after 9.30. <laughs> Told you this. Do you remember who Brian Knuckleman is, Key? No. Okay, because I think we had to describe it to you when Brent uh, yeah. mentioned it, but he was Ryan Seacrest's co-host on the first season of American Idol. Okay. So I don't remember what the context was of Brent's joke, but I do remember it was very uh, funny to me, and you didn't get it. The right. ski was telling us that Ryan Seacrest was going to host Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay. Okay. So fair enough. And then she also mentioned that the uh, the one about Charlize Theron was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, Eileen Wernos, who... The poor man's Charlize yes. Theron. <laughs> so. yeah, that was from the movie where she kills people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah she was a monster. Um, I, the Dunkelman thing, I had an incident at work shortly thereafter, so he was still fresh in my mind. Oh, okay. Um, so we were talking, <sighs> a lady on this call, like, 
it was a 30 minute thing. It was a team's thing. So we all had our cameras on or whatever. And we wrapped up what we needed to in like 15 minutes or so. Okay. And then she starts talking about boy bands or something. I forget how it came up. And people were like, you know, Josh and her about boy bands and her love of, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all that jazz. And they don't do jazz, they do pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so basically she was saying that, I don't even remember what, how she phrased her point, but basically it's that there's too many like bands out there now. Okay. Like, and there's too many, there won't be bands as big as those anymore just because the audience is so fractured. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't say anything. I was keeping my opinions to myself and they were all talking and everything. And then she, she like turned the conversation to me and she's like, and Brent's not saying anything and I want to hear what he thinks about this. And I was like, well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you feel we need more gatekeepers like Carson Daly. <laughs> 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 and, and she started to laugh and she was like oh that's really really funny and I was like well if you think that's funny when this call wraps up I'm going to end it with Dunkelman out <laughs> <laughs> um, just because he was still fresh in my mind well I'm glad that it warped yeah. into your uh, yeah. life outside of the podcast yeah. but she thought just within the moment I had flashed back to Dunkelman and was able to <laughs> You know, <laughs> dig him up. <laughs> it's still, even though we'd recorded recently, I still think it's impressive that you, you know, oh, yeah. recalled <laughs> him in the moment. Yeah. So, no, thank you. Anyways, so did you guys have anything else before I jump into this? Not currently. I'm just happy that, you know, this podcast is playing a positive role in his life. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the normally negative role that it plays. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about my life or Dunkelman's? I think your life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was a fun little exchange with your coworkers. Right? Okay. Well, I mean, just imagine the couple hundred people a week that are hearing Brian Knuckleman's name. That's probably mm-hmm. a lot more than usual. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's practically trending. Yeah. <laughs> and not in the, is Brian Knuckleman dead? Yeah. <laughs> Way. <laughs> I like the idea that he's trying to, does Brian Knuckleman like the Golden Girls? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, but it's so. It's like. That's the thing, though. It's like. The Golden Girls are to Ryan Seacrest as the Golden Palace is to Dunkelman. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Although, I mean, really, you could say that Brian Dunkelman is the Coco of exactly. American Idol. Exactly. That's exactly right. He still lives on in the hearts of the true believers. Exactly. <laughs> the true fans. Exactly. All right, well, today I'll be doing uh, the Golden Palace episode 12. It's beginning to look a lot less like Christmas. Mm-hmm. This one aired uh, the week before Christmas, December 18th, 1992. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by Jonathan Schmock and directed by Peter D. Byte. I think this is the first Jonathan Schmock episode. I don't recognize the name. Yeah, I didn't recognize it at all. Um now, I will say, just for what it's worth, this episode's going to be dropping the Monday after Thanksgiving. So oh, nice. Oh, be timed well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Same. And uh, 
is looking forward to the Christmas season. It's yeah. a well-timed drop for us. Indeed. Yeah. So. Are you guys cooking big meals this year for Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, I don't know. We we cook at home at this point, and it's kind of a situation where it's like if people want to come, they're more than welcome. But we probably will not be anticipating anybody besides my mom and sister coming yeah. over. So uh, sometimes the Klimazuskis will stop by. Um, sometimes uh, meals before. our cousin Shannon and uh, her family will stop by. Um, but again, neither of those things are mm-hmm. specifically planned on. So, yeah. but you know, it's still a nice meal regardless. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, scene one here. Uh, Thanksgiving is done, and it's time to decorate for Christmas. True that. Uh, we start in the lobby with Blanche and Rose ty- trimming the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose thinks this is shaping up to be the best Christmas ever, even though her husband is dead, her mm-hmm. kids are grown-up assholes, mm-hmm. her <laughs> grandchildren aren't in town, her best friend moved away, and even Oliver can't be bothered to make an appearance. <laughs> so, I guess and we the, have... And you... her new love is, you know, vamoosed with another woman. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe it's because none of them are around. <laughs> yeah, it could be. could be. Um, just but... her and her tree. Yeah, I mean, I guess we just have different measurements of the Christmas success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, the girls are hosting a, a Christmas Eve dinner. At least that's the way it makes it sound mm-hmm. initially. I, I got the feeling from the first part that they were hosting some sort of a dinner, maybe even for the less fortunate or something like that, but it seems mm-hmm. like it was just for their guests, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but they'll be hosting a, some sort of a Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve dinner anyway. Yeah. And that Chewy has prepared that Yule time favorite enchiladas rancheros. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's nothing I associate with the holiday, other than maybe Cinco de Mayo or something. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, you have a police Navidad. Mm-hmm. It's true enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, apparently Chewy isn't a fan of Christmas due to getting drafted on Christmas, getting divorced on Christmas, and having to uh, dress up like a cake while patrons of his dad's restaurant took bites from his headdress. Mm-hmm. Um, there was now, a. We just had like an episode recently where he finalized his divorce, so I mm-hmm. wonder if he's just saying that that's the day that they split. It could be, or maybe yeah. it was the second marriage. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think she probably just left him last Christmas. You know, yeah. he gave her his heart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very exactly. Next day. <laughs> um, well, he. Uh, I don't know. He's a real Grinch about it, though, because of uh, you know apparently all of his bad fortune that's happened to him around Christmas time, so I guess I can't blame him too much. Correct. Um, Blanche laments, laments the uh, loss of Christmas traditions, and Rose chimes in about uh, that most beloved of, of Christmas customs, saying, that reminds me, I have to melt cheese on my pillow so Santa won't fill my stocking, or so Santa will fill my stocking with stew. Mm-hmm. So. Delicious. <laughs> Nothing like a Sounds nice... Sounds like a granny pocket. Yeah, a nice... Fuzzy sock full of stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of seems like something you would enjoy, though. I feel like if, stew. Yeah, I love stew. There's a nice hot piping stocking full of stew. <laughs> <laughs> like the stocking <laughs> aspect. <of it. laughs> we had Culver's for lunch, and oh. they have a uh, stuffed, um, like a stuffed green pepper soup. Like oh, not yeah? all the time, but just periodically. Like their soups change every day, yeah. and so like whenever that's on the menu, you best believe that's what I'm getting. Aaron, I got that, that for lunch today. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Mm, it's good. So is it uh, like a pretty hearty type of a soup? Not especially. See, I like a hearty soup. I don't yeah. know. I guess I like more of a stew it's, or uh, whatnot. I mean, it's as hearty as like beanless chili, oh, I guess. Okay. So not that With hearty. rice, you okay. know. I don't know. It, it sounded good, but now I don't feel like I'm that intrigued by it. So, Like what, what do you think would make it hearty? Like what would you add to it? I guess I just want it to be more uh, solid than liquid. Mm. <laughs> That's the kind of soup that I like. Mm. So. 
it's not. But um, I take that back though. If you uh, they give you four packets of saltines, oh, okay. you put all four in there, all crumbled up or whatever, and let it thicken. I bet they give you extra if you ask. Fair enough. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Oh, well, Maybe I... a hamburger, just shove it in there. <laughs> you could just, I need a hamburger, no bun. They <laughs> <laughs> just see you crumbling it up with your hands over the top of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Roland is also uh, getting into the holiday spirit by agreeing to play Santa at a local children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Rose is adamant that Roland needs to commit to the part and demands to see his uh, belly saying, I hope you can make it shake like a bowl full of jelly, to which Sophia adds, show him, Blanche. <laughs> uh, Rose is a... I thought that was a great burn, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that, that whole exchange was my favorite yeah. line. And uh, Rose is disappointed that he will be a taut Santa and hopes that he can come up with some really good facial hair by the next day, to which Blanche adds, show him, Sophia. Yeah, that was just a good comeback. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that Blanche... or I think Sophia's burn was harsher. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were both solid. A, a yeah. good burn and a good comeback burn. So Yeah. Uh, so that in scene one and brings <laughs> us to a little game we're going to play today. Taught or not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ski and I are taking off our shirts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we got three knots. <laughs> <laughs> of various degrees. I think I think Brent and his uh, running would be uh, an easy win. Oh yeah, I mean I I said in different degrees. Yeah. <laughs> That's still a far cry from taught. Yeah. <laughs> so we have I went to a website. It's actually called top10s.com, okay? okay. Um although they go much further down than actually 10. Mm-hmm. And I picked out a, a few lists of different Christmas related Okay. Top 10 lists. Okay, now these lists aren't great lists. I'll say that much to begin <laughs> okay. with. Because these are user-created. It's not like something where... It's not been rated by anything, really. Yeah, and it's not like a panel of experts came up with these top 10 lists. Although it appears to be something where maybe a user puts a list together and then other users can add to that list and then people vote. And so things can move up or down that list. Gotcha. Depending. Mm-hmm. So what I thought we'd do... So I have a four list here. So we'll kind of do them in between scenes. Okay. Um, and... We'll go through the 12 things on the list. Mm-hmm. You will put down what your favorite thing is on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I will try to guess um, what your favorite is, what Ski's favorite is. We'll do that for each other. Um, and then we'll also get out of the ones that are listed, but then we'll also try to guess if the person's real favorite is actually on that list. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. let's say there's 12 things. that The first list we'll do is the top 12 Christmas songs. Okay. So you'll look at those 12 and you'll say, okay, which one of these do I think is Alan's favorite of these 12? Which one is Brent's favorite of these 12? And then you'll also determine, do I think any of these is actual favorite Christmas song? Okay. Does that I make sense? You, yeah. So you get one point if you pick the right one, one point if uh, you you know select whether or not it's actually on that so person's like, favorite. So like if uh, your favorite is not on this list, but I can guess... Your actual favorite? If you can guess the actual favorite, you get a bonus point, too. Yeah. But if you can just guess that it's not on this list, okay. then you okay. get a point. So, okay, you, so, you could, so the real favorite is a yes-no, basically? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So but for, like, then, Alan's top Christmas movie, like, I know his real favorite is Barbarella. <laughs> right. And it's not on the list. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you, if you put that down... And you put Barbarella down for uh-huh. one, you'd get a point for uh, mm-hmm. for guessing that it was not on the list. But you'd also would have to pick which movie on the list I would like the best out yeah. of those twelve. So. Gotcha. And so we get like for instance, if I'm writing it down, 
I have to guess your favorite and his, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we'll name them, and then we'll see. Uh, we got, like I said, four lists all together. Are we doing all four right now and then revisiting them? No, I figure we'll do like one list at a time. So gotcha. we'll do one list, and then after another couple scenes, we'll do another list and so on until we do these four. Okay. So we're doing okay. Uh, top 12 Christmas songs first? Yep, exactly. So I'll read off the top 12 so everybody at home can uh, follow along. Um, and then, like I said, we'll guess and see. It's kind of another one of those guests of who knows who best. Okay. Who's so the I don't friend. have to pick one of these 12, right? You have to pick one, yes, for your favorite out of those 12. Out of those 12, gotcha. What you think my favorite out of those 12 is, what Ski's favorite out of those 12 is, and then you have to uh, also say if mine or Ski's is actually on that gotcha. list. Gotcha, okay. So. All right, so uh, like I said, we're starting off with the top 12 Christmas songs to get us in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, we have Jingle Bell Rock. Number two, we have All I Want for Christmas. Three is uh, Waiting for Christmas. Not even sure what that song is. Uh, four, we got Silent Night. Five, we have White Christmas. Six is Last Christmas, which Brent just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Seven, we have uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Eight, we got Jingle Bells. Nine, Fairy Tale of New York. Ten, Carol of the Bells. 11, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and 12, Oh Holy Night. So I'll give you guys just a moment to pick your favorite and what you think is going to be each of our favorites. And I'm actually going to not even try to guess what you guys' actual favorite might be, just because for brevity, just to get through it more quickly. So just the actual from the list here? Yeah, well, pick the, and you can also say if you think our favorite's on the list, but don't bother to guess what you think my actual favorite is, because that'll just take extra time. So, uh, Ski, who do you, what did you think was my favorite on the list? All I Want for Christmas. What about you, Brent? I said I picked the same. Okay, you were, both, you were both correct. That was my favorite on this list, so you each got a point for me. Yay. Brent, what was your favorite on the list? Uh, number nine, Fairytale in New York. Fairytale in New York. Well, I guessed last Christmas, so I was wrong there. What did you <laughs> guess, Ski? I, I picked for him, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. so no Which points. one did you say it was? Fairytale? Yeah. Fairytale in New York. Yep. And then, Ski, which is your favorite on the list? Oh, Holy Night. Oh, I guess I guess Jingle Bells on That's that. That's what I guessed for him. I thought you'd go with the classic. So, yeah. so you each get a point for me there. <laughs> and now, uh, real favorite. I said that Brent real, Brent's real favorite is not on this list. I said that as well. So, Ski, is or Brent, is your real favorite Christmas song on this list? Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Well, just look at the list. Is your real favorite Christmas song on it? I was too busy focused on the one because you said to pick one from the list. Well, yeah, but then I wanted you to if know. If you have a favorite overall in okay. general. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Um, uh, yeah, it's Emma Daughters. Okay. Being Christmas, just something from there. All right, so mm-hmm. then no, it's not. So Brent, okay. so Ski and I both got a point for that. Okay. All right, so Ski, what about you? Is your real favorite Christmas song on this list? It is. Oh, it was Holy, oh, Holy Not, your mm-hmm. favorite one? <laughs> so I got a point for both of those. And then... Mm-hmm. uh. What about uh, me? Did you guys think that my my actual favorite was on this list? I said no. And what about you, Brent? Uh, I'll say no. Uh, I'll say, yeah, no. No, no, you, you're both wrong. All I Want for Christmas is my real favorite okay. Christmas okay. song. So. All right, so I got two points in round one. I did as well. Very nice. And you as well, right, Brent? Greg. Or did you only get one point in round one? I got one point. Okay. Well, good. So Brent's losing. Yeah. <laughs> He's better than us at so many other things. If we can get a win here and there, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. You're screwed to this week. <laughs> You're Tiny Tim. <laughs> we all ought to use that joke once. Fine. You're Bob Cratchit. 
<laughs> working for, you know, half a lump of coal. <laughs> All right. Well, scene two, uh, we move to the dining room with Rose training Roland to be a proper Santa. Sophia pretends to be a perverted little girl, Ski's favorite kind, and uh, Roland, <laughs> Roland ends the session. Uh, he walks to the lobby and finds a therapist who has a group of recently divorced patients that will be checking in. He wants all the decorations taken down because of his wackadoodle therapy technique. Roland resists the request, but agrees once the man threatens to cancel their 15 rooms. It is odd. I mean, I guess the whole premise behind this guy's therapy is that uh, all these people are distraught around Christmas because of their recently ended marriages. Right, or relationships in yeah. general. And so the idea is to just completely remove Christmas from their lives um, so that they can cope with their, or not yeah. have to be confronted with the, it, I the guess. The little bit we see, it seems like that, yeah. Because yeah. I think even later they say, this so-called holiday or something. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Like That seems like an awful way <laughs> to try to get people over a trauma. It just <laughs> seems like there'd be a safer place he could take them to yeah. than, than a public place. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, although, I mean, back then, like, Airbnbs and stuff weren't quite as, uh, you know, popular. And finding something that you could have 15 separate rooms in. Although they're all divorced, so why don't you bunk them up together? Exactly. That's a nice way to forget the holiday. Yeah, you can sleep head to toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah plan an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to forget my trauma. <laughs> Just an old-fashioned ski Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw away your cares and inhibitions. <laughs> <laughs> He likes to celebrate every Christmas at hedonism. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the wild women, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping exactly. and the tearing. Have you exactly. seen that, Brent? He's got two lumps of coal ready for your stocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I don't know the reference. It was from an episode of, well, we saw it on an episode of Tosh.0, mm-hmm. um, where it was a clip of somebody who was at hedonism, this mm. Creepy looking older oh, guy, gosh, yeah. <laughs> wearing a speedo or something like it that. It was really yeah. what the what the kids would call cringe. Yeah, mm. and he's like, "Oh, what do you like about like the reporter that was doing this? Like, what do you like about hedonism?" And he said, uh, "The wild women, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing." <laughs> Which is even worse <laughs> yeah. than just some old man talking about. Uh, the sad thing is, we say an old man, because we probably saw this clip like 10 to 15 years ago. He's probably like our age or a little older. Not by far, yeah. I mean, he, he maybe was in his early 50s. <laughs> so less than a decade older than us now, I would definitely. Old, crotchety yeah. man. <laughs> Disgusting that a man of that age would think about sex with women. <laughs> or sex period. <laughs> exactly. He's old enough to know better, but not too young to tear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that age, the ripping and the tearing might have to do with the, you know, ligaments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not as limber as they used to be. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, scene three, we're in the kitchen now, and uh, Roland is expecting the, uh, or excuse me, explaining the situation to Sophia and Blanche. Blanche is mad at Sophia for agreeing to uh, to the lack of decorations when she took the booking, and Sophia channels her inner Tiny Tim uh, to defuse the anger. A moment later, Rose walks in with her most unflattering costume on. I don't think Rose has ever been in a worse-looking costume. Um, <laughs> she's a, a poorly elderly elf named Nicodemus. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it ties in perfectly to the last episode. Well, yeah, it does. That she like, which... Had to take her bells off or whatever of her elf costume. Yeah, she specifically <laughs> talked about how she they decided not to wear her elf costume 
at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then boom, yep. boom, Alan, <laughs> elk costume. Exactly. By who else? No one else other than those. I don't know. It's, it just seemed like a half step away from Belschnickel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but if you're, you know, young as hadn't been a girl, you were strongly considering Nicodemus, right? <laughs> 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 but now as Rose has shown us, really it works for either gender. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's a gender neutral elf name. Exactly. <laughs> I think in today's, uh, you know, Climate, any name could be gender neutral. Well, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rose is a very upset, but Roland reiterates that all forms of Christmas cheer must be eliminated, including carols, laughter, or merriment of any kind. Blanche attempts to clarify what forms of merriment are forbidden because she has a date with a Dickens caroler and has great expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia continues the pun, saying uh, that they can expect here. Please, sir, I want some more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone's disappointed except for the miserly Chewy, who is reveling in the destruction of their Christmas plans. And a tree. He just threw the tree away, which is odd because, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like at the end, they inexplicably pull a tree out of nowhere to the main lobby. Well, I assume they just brought it around the back of the place like it was, it was by the dumpster and they bring it around to the front. And, Still and, fully decorated? Yeah. Well, I mean, he may have just set it out by the trash with decorations and all. Still, you know. Maybe. But, I don't remember how he said it, though, but it made it sound like he, like, crunched it up into the trash or something. Yeah. I mean, it is... I feel like it's very unchewy like I'll just say that. Like, I get that he doesn't mm-hmm. like Christmas, but Chewy has never struck me as the kind of person who mm-hmm. would revel in somebody else's... Right. Yeah, he's yeah. not one to thrust his own beliefs on other people. Right. Well, and even if he does, like, I, I still don't think that he would be happy at someone else's expense. Yeah. Um, at least not their expense, yeah. you know, but... But I guess that does get us into the, you know, the real crux of the story that we're about to get to. Mm-hmm. The crux of the biscuit. Mm-hmm. So before we go into scene four, you guys want to go through another list real quick? Indeed. Uh, so I'm picking my favorite and your, your pick- favorites and then commenting whether or not your true, actual favorite is the is one that you one picked. One of these on this list. Yeah, it was actually on this list at all. So. Well, and if it was on the list, it would be the one you picked. Well, it's the one I picked. So I'm going to pick one on this list, but if mm-hmm. my true, actual favorite is actually even on the list at all. So I'm going to pick my favorite out of these 12. Mm-hmm. So you got to try to pick which one I... But I have to pick if that's actually your favorite or not. Exactly. I'm not lying about it. I'm just saying it's my favorite out of what we have available. All right, so our next list to get us in the Christmas mood is our top 12 Christmas movies. One of these, I think, is controversial, but we'll see what Brent has to say about it. And actually, I would say three of these are controversial to me because I wouldn't call three, two of them movies. But I just went with the list that was out there. I didn't edit it at all. So we have a number one, a Home Alone Number two, Elf. Three, A Christmas Story. Four, It's a Wonderful Life. Five, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Six, The Polar Express. Seven, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Eight, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Nine, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ten, Die Hard. Eleven, The Grinch. And twelve, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right. All set to go? All right, so, uh, well, my favorite on this list is uh, Christmas Story. Oh, I missed it. Oh, so Ski didn't get that one? I didn't either. I picked Elf for you. Oh, I'm surprised. I Uh, picked Elf as well. 
All right. Well, Brent, what was your favorite on this list? Christmas Story. Okay. Um, well, I picked Die Hard for you. So what about you? I picked Die Hard for him, too. <laughs> yeah. So no points so far. And then, Ski, what was your favorite on the list? National Lampoons. Okay. That's a good one. Well, I, I, I thought Christmas Story for you. Um, so what did you think for him? Uh, 12, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. That's so a pretty good one. We had no points on that portion of it, but what about the... Do I think Brent's real favorite? Well, I already know Brent's real favorite is not on this list because Brent's real favorite, if I would have filled it out, would have been uh, Emmett Otter's Jug yeah. Band Christmas. No, I do like Christmas Story better. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it is on. So your favorite is mm-hmm. Christmas Story your favorite Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay. man, I was so. thinking the same thing as you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, no points for me on that portion or, or ski at this point. What did you say about me, Brent? Did you think my actual favorite is on this list? Yes. Yep, you're right. Uh, Christmas Story yes as well. Christmas Story is my actual but I, favorite. I picked the wrong one though. So since I said yes, your favorite is on here. Is that yeah, you still get the point because yeah. you're you're correct that my favorite yeah, is on the list. You and I lucked into it, just like <laughs> I lucked into the point for you also. <laughs> and what about you, Ski? Is your actual favorite on this list? Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, so I said skis was on this list. What did you say, Brent? I did too. So. Okay. So you guys each got two points, and I got one. Yep. I mean, honestly, a few of these could probably be ones I consider favorites, but yeah. I think if, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be National Lampoons. Okay. So I'm up to three points. I think uh, Brent's tied me up now. Yeah. But skis. As well. well, you should be at four, shouldn't you? No, because I missed both of you guys. I said. You were Elf, and he was uh, but Die you s- Hard. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then I said that his was not on here. Yeah. Because I thought it was... So a three-way tie band. now. Mm-hmm. Wow, so one of us... Uh, now, if it's a tie at the end of the game, we have to fight until one of us gets knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> can I use this pencil? Um, Sure, as long as I can use something heavier. <laughs> you're, not, you're not borrowing my wiener. <laughs> I said heavier. <laughs> I stand by my joke. What did you say? You're not borrowing my wiener. Oh. His wiener is heavier than that half-sized pencil. <laughs> this golf pencil nub. Right. All right. I'll grant that you probably have that beat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do I? Do I? Full or unfull? <laughs> So did you guys have anything else that you wanted to mention of the episode before I go into scene four? I guess I shouldn't. I haven't really been giving you guys a chance no. to comment a whole lot. Time to start talking about said... number of slices in movies. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think my favorite line earlier I already mentioned was a little back and forth about oh yeah the you know, the bowl, bowl full of jelly and then the yeah throw a better beer telling Blanche telling Sophia mm-hmm. yeah. well scene four uh, Steve Dave we yeah <laughs> <laughs> wrong podcast but. all right true served yeah. <laughs> Well, we find ourselves in Chewie's room about to recreate a Christmas carol with Chewie being visited by the the ghost of Christmas past played by Rose. The show really goes all out George Lucas style with Rose being uh, (laughs) transparent as she guides Chewie to his traumatic past with a quick stop to drop a deuce before the real fun begins. Mm -hmm. Hashtag butt stuff. That is our br- that's our bread and butter. So I feel like we got to work it in as often as possible. She did say my mistake and then Then turn around and head back. In the correct direction. So after what appears to be a commercial break, we are in the kitchen of Chewie's youth. Chewie points out that they are in the hotel's kitchen, and Ghostly Rose tells him to shut up and work with her on this. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that um, was definitely a budgetary choice. Well, sure. Yeah. Um, They're not raking in Golden Girls money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and all the money they probably had to spend on these special effects too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, Chewie's walks in. Chewie's dad walks in, played by Cheech Marin, and uh, <laughs> Chewie comments about never realized. Sure? Yeah. <laughs> Chewie comments about never realized how handsome he was. I thought that was a funny yeah, line was, too. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So, a young Chewie walks in with his, uh, I thought, fairly spectacular cake outfit on. As far as costumes go, that was solid as hell. Yeah. I, my only complaint about it was the fact that young Chewie wasn't played by Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. It would have been a nice way to work a child into this Christmas-themed episode. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly. also the, uh, another budgetary concern <laughs> yeah. taken exactly. care of. I just want to see, like, you know, Oliver with a Cheech Marin mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been awesome. How would you have felt if the father was played by Oliver? <laughs> With a fake mustache. As long as Billy's getting a check. Right. <laughs> getting his check. Yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the father describes uh, what a big honor this is and then uh, begins to fill his hat with whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the tradition, just in case people didn't watch the episode, is that he would walk through the, you know, the dining room of his father's restaurant and people would take these spoons off the hat and take bites of the whipped cream that was his in, hat. Yes, so <laughs> very odd tradition. Um, Nothing says fleece Navidad like room temperature whipped cream. Yeah, <laughs> delish. Mm-hmm. And communal spoons. Yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, because theoretically they'd take it off and then stick it back into the hat, but. Uh, I, like, I like to think that there's at least a few people that took a few spoonfuls mm-hmm. and just you know double dipped that saliva into the yeah. whipped cream. I like. I mean, they were there alone anyway, right? I mean, that was the whole <laughs> idea because Chewie's father explains to him that uh, why they're open on Christmas is so the people without loved ones or places to go can have a nice meal in a kind environment. Mm-hmm. You know, with the real like not everybody has the is fortunate enough to have the family that they have. Yes, so. this is um. So for the seven seasons, the Golden Girls, um, they went to the soup kitchen the one Christmas. Right. Um, they went to the um, homeless shelter right. the other Christmas. Were the other five Christmases just there around the house? Well, there was the one where they tried to go to the restaurant, um, and it got snowed in. That's or something right. Like that. So was, yeah. There, there was, was one where they gave uh, gifts away, gifts to <coughs> each other at home. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. didn't Blanche have, like, her calendar oh, yeah. of uh, hot guys? Yeah. yeah. Didn't know how she walked in October. Right. So, <laughs> so they've gotten some good Christmas-themed uh, episodes yeah. in there. So, but With the lesson learned, uh, Chewie transports back to his room in an MCU level of CGI magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think his dad is really misguided. If, if people don't have a family, mm-hmm. what they should do is ignore them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all day, all together. <laughs> and really... You know, begrudge anyone that would celebrate in in their presence. In honesty, I thought his father was full of shit. I think <laughs> they were open on Christmas because he wanted the money. Because mm-hmm. he even says something that he has to get out there so that because they can't charge a, a cover two drink, charge, two drink mm-hmm. minimum. Two drink minimum. Yeah, that's right. Without a floor show. Yeah. So obviously he's exploiting the people who mm-hmm. are lonely on Christmas, not yeah. trying to be there for him. But yeah. potato, well, patata. Rose did say he was trying to teach him a good lesson, though. Right, that's true. So, I mean, the, the, it was one of those do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Well, we uh, roll right into the next scene with a Blanche representing the ghost of Christmas presents. Uh, Chewie asks if she has the name right, and a ghostly Blanche replies, Honey, do I come to where you work and tell you how to flip burgers? Which, yes. honestly, she might, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she lives where he works. Uh, yeah. And she's very critical of things. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. And they've definitely walked into the kitchen and be like, no, you're not cooking that anymore. It's Italian weaker. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, 
Uh, well, she goes on to ask Chewie what presents he bought, and he says none, since the girls and Roland are not his family. Mm-hmm. We are transported to the refrigerator, where the four of them are uh, singing Christmas carols, and Sophia indicates that uh, she was involved in Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland starts to name off the uh, reindeer and gets off track, saying, Freezing frickin' mother, and then trails off. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. thought it was funny. Um, they all talk about how they are family um, and glad to be close to each other several times bringing Chewie into that conversation even though he wasn't there with them they didn't mention Oliver once no that's true (laughs) even though he is the the, uh, uh, step or uh, foster foster child of of Roland yeah (laughs) apparently that fostering ended and no one wanted to bring it up because maybe it was still a touchy subject for Roland Uh (laughs) well it's not entirely Roland's fault I mean, when the uh, social worker showed up for the surprise visit, Roland's not the one who hung the Confederate flag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Rose just said, well, he showed me his science homework and he'll edit out. <laughs> I figured everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, they conclude by giving a toast and, of course, including Chewie's name in their toast. Uh, Ghostly Blanche asks Chewie how he is doing now, and he holds up his hands to demonstrate how small he feels. She comments that she is cold, too, and they bounce out. That I love that joke. Line, that was yeah. really good, yeah. All right, you guys have any comments on that or want to jump to our third list? Third list. Third please. list out of four. So don't worry. If this game this game seems to be fizzling, but we only got two more lists to go. So, <laughs> so this next list is the top 12 fictional characters that should be screwed from A Christmas Carol. I thought it was pretty great for this particular episode. Indeed. So we have uh, Mr. Krabs, you know, from SpongeBob. We have a Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, Elsa from Frozen, uh, Benson from the regular show, uh, Mr. Robinson from The Amazing World of Gumball, The Ice King from Adventure Time, Lori Loud from The Loud House, Mr. Burns, Minnie Mouse, which I thought was an odd one. That is odd. <laughs> uh, Lord Boxman from OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes, which just seemed odd to me because that show was not on for very long, nor was <laughs> it all that popular. Yeah. But... Um, Abraham Van Helsing from uh, the Hotel Transylvania series, and Eric Cartman are our choices there. So, Did you seen the live-action Loud House? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny, and yeah. they, they did a good job with the casting. I think yeah. the, the father, for sure, is the same who does the voice. Okay. Um, and I think in the, the original movie that they did, I think the mom was the same that did the voice, mm-hmm. too, but I think when they did the TV series of it, yeah. uh, she's no longer part of it. But yeah. It, it surprised me how decently they did yeah. when it came to mm-hmm. translating Same. that to a live action. So. I, I really like that show, too. I think it's a pretty solid kid mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, that blue, like, so I guess that was the first one that she saw, um, Cassidy saw, and she really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then it freaking blew her mind when they did, like, a Casa Grande's crossover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't realize that shows could jump over to other shows. It's rare, too, for animated shows yeah. to do it that. Is, yeah, yeah. That you got to concern yourself with different animation styles, mm-hmm. voice actors, and all that. Well, in this case, Casa Grande's was a spinoff of The Loud okay. House. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. So they've already got a lot of the same cast and animation style already. Yeah, yeah. She just wasn't aware of it. Still kind of fun for kids, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, all right. <laughs> so, Brent, who is your character on this list that you thought would be a good uh, Mr. Burns? Yep. Same here. How about you, Ski? Of course, Mr. Burns. Now, did you? Uh, I was a, I, I had to struggle a little bit with Mr. Krabs, but mm-hmm. that'd be a good one too. I went with Mr. Burns. 
So I said both of you would say Mr. Burns also. Yep. Okay, so we all got two points there. Yep. And then what about real favorites? So Ski, is your real favorite on this list? Yeah, I think, like I said, the two either yeah. would be good. Same for me. I would have picked Mr. Burns out of any <laughs> fictional character I could. So I thought Brent would have, because Brent's so eclectic, I thought he would have picked someone else. So I guess I only get two points here, but you two both get three. Well, no, because I picked, I said Ski would have picked Eric Cartman. Oh, okay. So then. Uh, would so have been a good one too, but. Yeah. So I just get the... So you get two points? Yeah. Okay. So I get two points, and Ski then takes the lead then with three points, right? No, he ties us now because he was missing the one from before. Oh. Yeah, was but your, was, was, was your favorite Mr. Burns as yes. well? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he was one. on the list. Oh, so you just got one there? I got two because you both picked Mr. Burns, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And then I said your favorite was on here, but I thought his favorite was not. That was the same thing I said. Yeah, so. I thought maybe he would have like someone out there that... Okay. So how many points then? I, I have a total of five points so <clears> far. Same. Six. Yeah, I thought Ski had taken the lead on this one. Because he had two the first time, and then he had... Yeah, two, and then one, and then... He got all three this time, this time, right? Yeah. So yes, yeah. that's six. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so Ski is beating our asses right now, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Slim margins for <laughs> yeah. that term. Fair enough, but All right, well, uh, we're in scene seven now, and once again, we're back in Chewie's room, and now we have the uh, ghost of Christmas yet to come, Sophia. I like your little hat there. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like a foil hat that uh, the conspiracy theorists use. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, they go they go to the lobby of the hotel hoping to find a particular jacket. Um <laughs> One somebody needs to spare. Exactly. <laughs> Chewie asks how far in the future they are, and Ghostly Sophia comments that the uh, army is all gay. Um, they haven't fought any wars, but the parades are fabulous. Uh, things are uh, have really gone downhill at the hotel. Apparently. Yeah, Rose is scrubbing floors. She looks like an old timey kind of a, Maid, a like yeah, like so. a bar wench, um, <laughs> but. She yeah, so she's scrubbing the floors. Uh, Roland looks like he's tweaking. I don't know what's going on with Roland, but he, he does look like his life is taking a bad turn. And a, a prudish Blanche walks in, distraught after being hit on by at the church. Uh, Blanche's attitude towards men changed when she was seduced by a suave mustachio gent, married him, and then was left by him so that he could steal the hotel out from under her. This Don Juan de nasty. Is, <laughs> Is none other than Chewie. Uh, when future Chewie arrives at the hotel, Roland announces his arrival, saying, "It's Mr. Castillo's Prince of Business, who drives all <laughs> lesser mortals before him like leaves in the storm." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they it can't be that far in the future either, right? Because Rose and Blanche still look the same. Well, yeah, and Sophia's still alive, <laughs> right? Yes. So, um, well. They, they ask him if they can have a small celebration for Christmas, um, even though they know he hates it. And Evil Chewie uh, says, okay, but they have to have it his way. Mm-hmm. And he calls Sophia out into the lobby and makes her dance for the crowd mm-hmm. while uh, wearing the cake outfit. In fairness, mm-hmm. we know what the future holds. Yeah. And uh, Sophia is probably in her actual uh, young body, but old head. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so she has had the transplant already at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, present Chewie is desperate to change his fate, which leads us right into the next scene. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think of, uh, out of the three, Ghost, which was your favorite? Um, 
Like the scenes or the ghosts themselves? Yeah. I, like, who do you think portrayed their version of the ghosts the best? I liked, I liked Rose's the best. I like Blanche. I thought Blanche's was the best, too, out of those three. Um, but I did like Rose a lot in this episode mm-hmm. in general. But just in that, uh, yeah. if I was picking between the three, I thought Rose well, was, I, or I, Blanche was the best. I thought Rose's portrayal was the funniest, but I thought the uh, Christmas presents was the funniest okay. like, section. Fair enough. Because then you'd see him like, all frozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, Chewie uh, wakes up and rushes down to the kitchen proclaiming, Merry Christmas, everybody, but no one is there to hear it. He runs to the freezer only to find Roland, Sophia, Rose, and Blanche frozen solid. He wakes up again and realizes again that he still has time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that ends scene date, and with that, let's mercifully also end this game. (laughs) (laughs) So here we have the top 12 TV show Christmas episodes. Uh, first off, we got Seinfeld, The Strike, um, The Office, Classy Christmas, South Park, Woodland Critter Christmas, which I don't know if that's the one that has Mr. Hankey, because I feel like that would be the better one yeah. to mention, but maybe it is, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. And this, they've been on online on the TV for so long. Right. The Simpsons, The uh, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, Family Matters, Have Yourself a Very Winslow Christmas. That 70s show, The Best Christmas Ever. George Lopez, A Clear and Presentless Danger. <laughs> Full House, A Very Tanner Christmas. Family Guy, Road to the North Pole. Eight Simple Rules, All I Want for Christmas. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Christmas Show. And Allo Allo, The Gateau from the Chateau. <laughs> so, I've never heard of Allo Allo, mm-hmm. have you? It's a Brit film. Oh, okay. Um, Britcom. Mm-hmm. I've not heard. I like that though. Yeah, the actual term. Mm-hmm. So ski on this list. What was your favorite of them? Um, I don't know that I've ever seen any of them. You've never seen Simpsons roasting on an open fire. I don't know which it's one. It's the that first is. episode. Okay, I, I don't remember <laughs> the title. Um, and you haven't seen the Office episode, Classy Christmas. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think it'd have to be The Simpsons then, because I know for a fact that I've seen that one. Okay, what about you, Brent? What was your favorite on this list? Simpsons. Yeah, same here. So I guess that for both of you, and that was would be it for myself as well. Um, so I get three points so far? Well, you get two points so far if you guessed it for both for, of you. For both of us, yeah. Yep. What did you guess, Ski, for both of us? The same thing? I said uh, Simpsons for you, and I thought he would be the uh, office. Okay. I don't know if Brent was... I, I mean, I think Brent's a fan of The Office for mm-hmm. sure, but it's probably, is it in like your top five shows? No. Comedy-wise? Yeah, I didn't think it was super high on your list, but. And then Ski, would you say, as far as you know, is your favorite Christmas episode of something on this list? Obviously, if you haven't seen, you didn't even know what most of them were. I'm going to guess no. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no, probably not. I thought Ski would say yes. but I did too. Uh, so, and, but I thought Brent would say no. So is your favorite Christmas episode of something on this list? Yeah, Simpsons Roasting. Okay, so. With that being said, though, um, like Doctor Who, they always have great, great, great Christmas episodes. So, but I was, was your favorite one on this list? Yeah, I went in with the Simpsons one. Okay, I, didn't know, one. I didn't know if that was your favorite one. So then I got one. So, you got got one. One. so I got two. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I, I have seven. I believe Brent has seven. Correct. And I believe Ski has seven. And you said your favorite was not on was on this was list. Was Simpsons, yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, I got seven. So the Devil's the, three-way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
Detroit game, I felt like it was a dud, but um, I don't know. I, in my mind, just a lump of coal for <laughs> it. Really was. It's all right. I mean, sometimes that happens. It, it padded out the episode and gave us a little bit of Christmas thought to think of. Mm-hmm. But mm, just Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, it just didn't work mm-hmm. out the way that I thought I that I thought it would in my mind. Yeah. Um, you say we had to fight to the death now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now that since it was a three-way tie, <laughs> two of the three of us have to die. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, we move into the uh, hotel's multi-purpose space um, when the therapist is helping the losers get over their Christmas-related pain. Chewie bursts through the doors and yells, Merry Christmas. He starts telling the losers his Christmas story, um, but we cut to the lobby where Rose is giving Roland some uh, some last-minute Santa coaching. Uh, Chewie, the therapist, and the losers walk in, proclaiming their rekindled love of the holiday. A fully Santa'd Roland comes back in, and everyone is moved to sing O Come Let Us Adore Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia closes out the episode saying, a Merry Christmas, Schmishmas <laughs> to all, and to all a good night. Speaking right to the camera. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, I would like to note, though, that there is a woman on the far left that is refusing to sing along <laughs> with the rest of them. <laughs> There's literally one person in the whole scene there that's just standing there not singing with the rest. Well, and the rest, like, chime in immediately like they've been practicing for yeah. two, two months or something. <laughs> like a choir. We do get a credit scene, too, um, mm-hmm. with uh, the whole group, minus the non-participant. She is not in the credit scene um, <laughs> from the last scene. Uh, she's, uh, But they're all singing a rousing rendition of Jingle Bells. Yeah. I thought it was a solid little I thought so, too, end. but I was worried because in the scene previous, they talked about how Roland had to get there in like oh, yeah, he probably half missed an hour. It. Yeah. yeah, those kids didn't get any presents, but they at least... <laughs> At least they got their singing done. Yeah, at least the losers now like Christmas again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's something. Yeah. Um, we had just uh, three guest actors that were credited in that episode, even though there's all those singers. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Toth, he played Dr. Norman Charles. 87 titles for him. This is his second of two golden appearances. He was also in season four, episode three, The One That Got Away. He played a waiter in that. Mm-hmm. We had Susan Norton. We missed him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We had Susan Norfleet. She played Wanda. 18 titles for her. Wanda was, there was one of the losers that did have a speaking role, mm. and so that was her. Um, she had 18 titles. This is her only golden. She did have a few good little uh, appearances in um, Dinosaurs, Designing Women, Reality Bites, and Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Again, something if you only have 18 good, yeah. credits, you know, yeah. it's pretty solid. And then uh, Isaac Ocampo, he played a young Chewie. Mm-hmm. Three titles for him. This is his only golden appearance. Yeah. So. That uh, that covers everything I had written down for this episode, other than, of course, a couple pieces of info that Brent may like to have. Okay. Um, I, I think we all sort of mentioned a few lines that we did enjoy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your MVP? You know, even though I, I, I've got to agree with you guys that uh, some of uh, Chewie's mannerisms about being bah humbug guy and, mm-hmm. and kind of pooing on everyone else's parade, mm-hmm. I think that was very <laughs> characteristic of him, but uh, mm-hmm. I gave him my MVP. Okay. I thought it was a very chewy episode. Yeah, just because he had to play two parts, like him and his old man. Well, no, because he uh, was. Handsome double. I thought he was very well. Self. Very involved in it, and then yeah. you know, I thought he. I just liked his performance. Okay, how about you? I, I liked Rose the best in that episode. I thought her Santa coaching and whatnot, even though she was my favorite of the three ghosts. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that her Santa coaching more than made up for it. So. Yeah, so I went with Blanche. I thought she had the best lines and. Everything. Oh, fair. So mm-hmm. a three-way split here. So. Yeah. Um, how many slices would you give it? I give it five. Okay. I think it was 
amazing, but I thought it was a pretty decent Christmas episode. Yeah, um, same. You know, it's one of those things, not the best Christmas, but not the worst we've had. So. I mean, I'm a sucker for Christmas, and I'm specifically a sucker for a Christmas carol, so I had seven. Mm. Um, okay. I know that that was a little higher than what it probably deserved, but, you know, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I let my heart win. You gave, it, you gave him an extra gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that gift is better than the gift I gave our listeners with that game. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be gems, damn it. That's right. Did you have, you said you had more few words to say, or was that it? Or No, no, I just, the words that I thought you would want would be my MVP and my rating. Oh, yeah, and so. I, I got those from you, didn't I? Exactly, yeah, so mm-hmm. I have no more words left. Okay, do you have any more words? Um, Merry Christmas to all. Okay, I've got I've got final words. Would they have to be too life to love to us? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they? New feature. Oh, <gasps> oh, so you actually have new features or is your new feature? I do, I do. It's a brand new feature that I'm calling Christmas Miracle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. Exactly, because it's going to save this dog of an episode. <laughs> I'm going to guess right now that the Christmas miracle is just Brent saying stay golden, go, go, and end in the episode. I have gifts, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, very oh nice. Goodness. Wow. This was completely unexpected. Oh, they're even wrapped and everything. They are. And you can't buy Christmas paper at this time of year. <laughs> um, and... I couldn't dig ours out in sure. time. They were so. very 80s colors. Yeah. I like those. Yeah, so um, do you guys have a preference if you're green or orange? You uh, go first. I'm Green is my favorite color, so I guess okay. I would pick there you green. Go. Well, thank so, you. No I problem. I feel highly unprepared. No, it's fine. It's, just, it's a Christmas episode, and, you know, I well, wanted God you guys bless to bless have... you, Brent. Everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so, I'll... You go um, first. It, they're identical, thing? yeah, so... Oh, okay. Then it's a race. <laughs> well, that feels odd that you made us choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh, very cool. <laughs> so Brent you gave us. What it is? Yeah. Oh, well, somebody needs to. <laughs> well, I, I know if you want to introduce her. Be Arthur on Broadway, just between friends with Billy Goldberg at the piano. Very nice. Live. That's awesome. That is really cool. They're CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did these, was this recorded before or after the Golden Girls and After. Burn? After. Yeah. So this is what she went on to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she left yeah. the Golden Girls behind so she exactly. could go sing on Broadway. Yeah. I apologize for uh, the fact that both of your CDs are, are used, but I don't think there are any <laughs> new copies left out there. <laughs> They're signed though, right? <laughs> I'll sign them. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That, that was, was very a cool. very unexpected and cool gift. Okay. Have you, by any chance, listened to them? Oh, God, listen no. to them? <laughs> Actually, you well, find them I'll at the record listen. store yeah. you usually go to? No, no. Um, I saw a thing online, and I was like, oh, I bet I could track down two copies of that. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> well, thank you. That's a very cool extra. Yeah, yeah. very nice. So. so with that, all I have left to say is to laugh, to love, to us. Stay golden, Coco. <laughs> you're here. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.